I knew the things that I knew now before starting my podcast, I would have saved myself a lot of time and a lot of money. And unfortunately, I don't have a time machine. So in this video, I'm going to be showing all the mistakes I made, all of the things that I wish I knew when I started so that hopefully you at home watching this can absolutely not make the same mistakes that I did. And you can learn from them too. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or you've already started your podcast, you can adopt some of these things right now to help you grow and start your podcast successfully. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. So, hey everyone and welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, welcome and if you're an OG, thank you so much for supporting me so I can make these videos for you every single week. Really quickly, if you haven't subscribed or pressed like, I'd really appreciate it if you could do that for me because this is a new channel where I'm going to be sharing my insights, my key updates and basically just everything about my life all in one place. So today, before I start this video, I have to tell you one thing. You will never have everything in place before you start a podcast. There are gonna be several things that I mentioned in this video that you'll probably be like, oh my God, I haven't done that if you've already started one or oh my God, I need to do this if you're about to start one. And look, I made all these mistakes. You can absolutely make them too. If you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed with a million things you have to do, please don't. I made them and I feel like I've grown mine quite well. It's obviously not the best. But I've done it. And so, you know, if you're not able to implement everything in this video, I wouldn't feel overwhelmed. And I guess this leads very, very clearly on into my first point is you are going to probably think you have to do everything before you start your podcast. But let me just tell you, there are things that I did the night before. There are things I'm still learning now. There are things I still need to do that I don't have time to do. So please, please, please don't feel overwhelmed. But please do start. Because the biggest and number one piece of advice that I can share with anyone is just start you are going to want to do so many things before you begin your podcast and you're just not going to be able to get all of them done and that's totally okay what it shouldn't do is stop you from starting in the first place and actually stop you from sharing your message because look we all have something we can share we all have some key insights we all say things in very different ways and so something that someone else has done and something that someone else is already sharing if you have your two cents on it please share it. There is so much information out there in the world and people will resonate with you for a completely different reason as to why they'd resonate with me. So please, 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 please just start. And that was my number one piece of advice and my number one regret that I waited so long to start. If you've watched some of my other videos, you'll know that I recorded some of my podcasts at the start of 2020. And guess when I released my first one? 
June 2020. So please don't make the same mistake as I did because I really, really, really regret not starting sooner. And that is my number one key piece of advice. Just start now. Okay, now we're going to get into the technical stuff of things I wish I did. I designed my logo on Canva, I think a couple of weeks before I released my podcast. I did it in literally two hours, very quickly. Two hours, by the way, meaning logging in on Canva, signing up to the website, seeing what it did. And actually, it's really funny. I'm going to insert this here. I shared it with my friends and I used the cover photo of a singles party. So when I shared it with them, it said singles party at the top and they all laughed at me. And I sent my friends two variations, one which is the logo that I have now. And the other one was this logo, which was like a very dainty, weird, I don't know what font I was thinking. And everyone was like, nope, go with the first one. And by accident, I put a full stop after mind. Let me reiterate, by accident. So one of the things I wish I did was spend a bit more time thinking about my logo, my color scheme, things like that. Because what's happened over the years, as I said, I've evolved from my audio to Zoom, to Riverside, to a studio, to another studio, to a new studio. And now I'm actually working with a logo designer called Janina. And she's telling me all about color schemes and logos and fonts and textures and literally things that I never, ever, ever thought about. One of the biggest pieces of feedback I got from my previous studio was everyone really liked purple. I hate purple. It is the worst color for me in the whole world. I will never wear purple. I'm trying to start go into the lilac space now and like the light purple, but I really don't like fuchsia and purple. And so that was the kind of default color that they put on. And I just went with it because I didn't think about any of the stuff. Now, because people like that color, now I have to think about colors and colors that are actually representative of my brand. Because purple, unfortunately, because it's the studio, it was my previous studio's default color, I feel like everybody is using it. And so it doesn't really feel authentic to me and my brand. And therefore, that's why I'm saying before you start, one of the things that I wish I did was think about like a color scheme. Think about what colors are associated to me. Think about my favorite ones. What do I want my studio to look like? What do I want my background to look like? What do I want my thumbnails to look like on Instagram, on YouTube? All of that has been a bit of a fluke. And that's another thing that kind of leads into is try and think about your thumbnails. Now, Canva is an amazing tool. I wish this was an ad for Canva, but unfortunately it's not. But it is an amazing tool, which basically has all of these different thumbnails on there. And I still struggle to do them myself. Because I started this podcast completely by myself whilst I had a full-time job, unfortunately, I couldn't pay for like an editor, a thumbnail designer, a sound engineer, all of these multiple things that go into a podcast, a studio, a mic, a camera, lighting. It was very, very difficult to do that from the beginning. Now I'm trying to think about it. Thumbnail designs, like some people charge between $50 to $5,000 for a flipping thumbnail. And thumbnails are very, very, very important. But I also am not at that stage yet where I can pay for that. So I kind of wish I thought about my color scheme, my thumbnails, my fonts, so that from the beginning, a millennial mind was consistent. It is absolutely not consistent. And one of the things I'm doing now is working with Janina, who's the logo designer, to kind of come up with a brand strategy, think about the colors, think about the fonts, so that it could be consistent going forward. Now, this takes a lot of time. I've been working with her for almost two months now. And obviously, now I'm a lot fussier. I have a lot more thoughts. I have a lot more ideas. But in the beginning, I think I would have probably been quite flexible and quite easy. If someone had just thrown something at me, I'd have been like, yeah, cool. This looks great. And being consistent with it. And I kind of wish that because what I really love about the Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bartlett's podcast, is it's very, very, very consistent. You know that it's his podcast when you look at it. And a lot of people tell me that as well, is as you grow and your audience gets bigger, people need to look at a video, people need to look at a thumbnail and be like, that's Shivani's podcast. 
at the moment, I don't think that I have that. And that is actually one of my biggest regrets, but I'm trying to solve it right now. So that would be number one of one of my things to do. Well, number two, actually, of one of my things to do is make sure you've got like a color scheme, logo, thumbnail, kind of all nailed before you go, because it's really, really, really important to have that consistency when you're starting a podcast. Now, this is my key, key, key number one lesson. I know I keep saying that about every one of them, but this is so important. Please, please, please do not make the same mistake as I did. Please batch record. That was one of the mistakes I made very, very early on from the moment I started my podcast. Because if you've watched my other videos, and you should, about why I started my podcast and how I grew my podcast, you will see that one of the things that I talk around is the fact that I only recorded two episodes. And then in season one, I was recording, researching, editing, and releasing an episode within one week. And so because I only had two episodes ready, I then had to contact all of these guests, record with them, edit it, release the episode within one week. And I just burnt out. It is physically impossible to do that. So now what I do is I batch record episodes. Don't be a lunatic like me and do what I did in India and basically record 15 episodes within three days because it was too much. I actually think some value of those conversations wasn't as the best it could be because I wasn't on top form and I was really tired and I just did way too much in a short period of time. But, you know, making sure you have four or five episodes in the bank before you release your first one is really, really key so that you're not overwhelmed. And this kind of leads into the next thing, which is about scheduling. When I started, I think I started on Tuesday. I couldn't tell you if I 100% did, but I think I did. And so I guess in that way, I've been consistent as to every Tuesday, there's going to be a podcast when I've been recording podcasts. Because the other thing that I did, which I really think is a fundamental error, is make seasons. So I did season one, season two, season three, and season four. And that is because of that reason, of the fact that I was so burnt out, I had to take a huge gap between each of the seasons. Now, since I have been doing the podcast consistently, so I guess this is kind of season four ongoing, because I started season four last March, and I've released a video every single week. Since that has been going, my podcast has grown so much more because people know every Tuesday that there's going to be a podcast. When The problem is when you do seasons, is season one went really, really well for me, considering I had such a small following, considering there wasn't that much hype about it, considering I didn't do any marketing. It did really well for me. But then I took a massive gap and then did season two. And again, season two, people really enjoyed, but then they wanted to see consistency. So when season three came around, people were a little bit like, mm, my, that was actually my lowest season, even though it was called startup season, which I thought was really smart because I kind of did it at the end of COVID where everyone had just started up a business. There were so many inspiring stories. I spoke to loads of incredible founders, but actually what I realized was people who were like really engaged in season one kind of stays for season two, but then people didn't really stay for season three because they were like, when are we getting the podcast? When are they coming out? What do we need to know? And that would be my next tip would be make sure that you're doing, if you're going to do seasons, make sure that you have a very small gap in between. And that's where that batch recording comes in. Or I would actually recommend if you have the capacity to just keep doing an episode every single week. That's personally what I would do. Or do an episode every two weeks, but know that every two weeks that there's going to be an episode. So people know the pattern. People know the consistency. People know when to tune in and people know what they're going to get. And this leads to the next point, which is around days and times. Now, I think that I think I have been uploading a millennial mind for the last three years every Tuesday when I've been kind of uploading podcasts, i.e. in the season time. But I have been uploading them at different times. And I think this is kind of part of the trial and error, if I'm completely honest. So before I used to upload them on a Tuesday evening or afternoon, sometimes there would be something wrong with the episode and then I'd have to upload it on like a Wednesday or something. It would be a disaster. When I was working, I remember there were a few times where I couldn't edit the episode in time. 
I was away for like a work week and the internet was really bad. My laptop would crash. Everything would be a disaster. So I'd have to upload it on a different day. But generally, I think I've been uploading it on a Tuesday, generally. Now I try and upload it on every Tuesday morning so that when people are on their commute in the morning, they listen to it. And that's purely because I realized, obviously, like another obvious stupid point, which I didn't know in the beginning, people listen to podcasts on their commute. And so when you're uploading a podcast at 5pm on a Tuesday, you're actually eliminating those people from Tuesday morning that could have listened to it. And so I thought, if I'm going to upload it on a Tuesday, better to do it in the morning rather than do it in the evening. And so that's one of the things that I've also learned is have a really consistent time, have a really consistent upload schedule. And look, there are going to be times where things go wrong. Like on Sunday with last Sunday with this episode or with another episode a couple of weeks ago, my YouTube for some reason just was not functioning the internet in my house was down and so it was taking six hours to upload and I just thought this is going mad and by 7 p.m it still hadn't uploaded so I just thought forget it I'll just upload it on Monday morning and I did and if I'm honest it did have an impact on my video it got really really low views so I would make sure that you've got a really consistent audience tuning in at a specific time to maximize the amount of views and your reach for that podcast okay another thing if you look at some of my videos and I'm laughing because I'm a bit ashamed to say this there were times, not for podcasts specifically that I uploaded onto Spotify, Apple, YouTube, but there were some posts where I had a fake microphone. <laughs> and that was because I thought that the video aesthetic was more important than the audio aesthetic. And how wrong could I be? The audio is the most important thing. And I've actually had to get someone to actually work with me on the audio throughout the kind of journey. Because in the beginning, like I said, I used a 50 pound mic. It did the job. But there were times where I didn't put it on properly or it was too far away from me or, you know, there were errors with the audio or, for example, in my studio last time, they forgot to turn the audio on. And I just thought, oh, it's the video. It's fine. And if you look back, guys, do this. Make sure and everyone, please do this because it's quite funny. If you look back to my first ever episodes in the studio, with Roxy, with Amira, with Kishan, if you look back to those episodes, the microphone is not on. Well, it is on, but I used the audio from the camera because I thought the audio is what's important. The, the, sorry, because I thought the video is what's important. I didn't think the audio mattered. I was paying for a studio. Why was I not using the mics? And the reason for that actually is because they forgot to turn the mics on in one episode and it only recorded from seven minutes in. So I thought, oh, let me just use the camera audio. And then for the rest of the episodes, I just used the camera audio. Really, 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 really stupid. Your audio is so important for a podcast. Again, obvious point, Shivani. Why did I not think of this before? I don't know, but I hope you understand that I was an amateur when I started. And so there were so many things that seem obvious to me now, which clearly I just didn't get then. Talking of audio though, I would say if I was gonna start a podcast now, I wouldn't start it with just the audio. And I've got a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I think that people need to see a visual thing for them to kind of be lured into the podcast. So for example, if you're starting a new podcast and people don't really know you as a podcaster, you uploading a story of your face or your guest face and like an old photo of them saying, I've got a podcast with them, isn't necessarily going to lure them in. And I think a lot of the time people are scrolling on their phones, on their stories, on their reels, on LinkedIn, on TikTok. And none of them are actually just blank screens. A lot of people don't listen to the audio. They actually just watch it. And that's why it's so important to have subtitles because a lot of people just don't have their volume on. They're at work, they're in the toilet, they're in bed, whatever they are. 
wherever they are, a lot of people just watch stuff. So for that reason, in order for you to promote your podcast successfully, I think you need to have some kind of visual tool to promote it. Because I think that people generally, and I'm not saying this for everyone, I think generally people prefer to watch it on social media and then actually go listen to it when they're on their walk, when they're on their commute, whatever it is. And so whilst I think that maybe YouTube isn't the best place to watch podcasts, a lot of people actually prefer to listen to them, I think the clips that you get from chopping up the full podcast is really what helps promote it. And so if I was gonna start again, I definitely would just go straight into video, which I know is a lot more effort. Obviously you have to do your hair and your makeup and your outfits have to be nice because you have to look presentable. You can't just have your hair in a bun and sit in a gown, which is what I used to do actually at home. And I guess I guess I wish I could be doing this right now from home. But it is way nicer to watch somebody actually talk to you and be completely 100% yourself and you get to know them. And actually you get to know them through that. Some of my most viral videos are when I'm really expressive. And that's really what I am like a person. I'm very, very expressive. Half the time my face is like this or like what or like, you know, and my boyfriend mocks me for that because he's always laughing about how expressive I am. But people get to know me. That is who I am. And in the beginning, I was very much like, hey, so nice to meet you. Thanks so much for coming on. So great. Because I thought that that's what I should be. And I guess that kind of links into my next point is just be really authentic. Be you. I think I was a bit shy and a bit nervous about being so expressive because I obviously know that I can look a bit animated. I make funny faces. I didn't want to come across rude. I didn't want to come across annoying. But at the end of the day, I just had to be more comfortable with who I am. And actually, those are the videos that I do the best and resonate with people the most. And so I actually need to learn to kind of let my guard down a bit sometimes in podcasts because sometimes still I'm a little bit like, thank you, amazing, great. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. One of the things that I did was really figure out, okay, what do I need to do in this podcast? And what can I get other people to do? The editing, I think is quite an important process to do yourself because then when you transfer things to an editor, you can very quickly say like, oh, this color grading is off or this volume needs to be attached or this uh, music needs to be put in like this. And it does give you that flexibility that God forbid if something happens to an editor. And trust me, I've been through about six editors, by the way. There have been times I've had to edit the podcast and I, I'm able to do it and I'm not completely stuck. So I would say editing is a good part of learning about starting a podcast. However, I would also say that give that work to someone else so you can prioritize on other things in your life. I wish that I kind of handed that off a bit earlier on and actually just prioritized on other things so I could utilize my time a bit more because let's face it, I'm really not the world's best editor and I don't think I ever will be. And secondly, and thirdly, I keep getting my times mixed up. And thirdly, I just feel I don't really enjoy that much. So why don't I just give it to an expert? Now, again, editors can cost from like $50 to $5 million. They are so, 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 so expensive. And so I get why I was resistant from the start, but I wish I invested that money a little bit sooner because it really has taken so much more off my plate for me to focus on other things that I actually can do, which are a lot higher value. My final conclusion, I'm quite enjoying these summary videos and hopefully this wasn't too long and dreary. I really believe that if you're starting a podcast and you're doing it, just to make a quick buck, it's just not gonna happen because it takes years to you know, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast and actually see some financial results from it. So that was a really, really quick summary of things I regret. I hope that when you're watching this video, you kind of take inspiration from it and don't think you have to do all of these things before you start or if you're already doing all these things, it's okay because some of those things may not be mistakes for you. They were just mistakes for me. 
I really believe that you will never ever feel ready to start. And if you're watching this video and feeling overwhelmed, like please, please, please don't. I made all of these mistakes and I'm only just sharing them because I hope that you can kind of learn from them and take inspiration and be like, okay, well, I was doing this before. Let me kind of take that away. I don't think you need to have all of these things figured out to kind of make a successful podcast. I mean, I think my podcast is semi-successful and I made all of these mistakes. So I'm sure there's gonna be other things like next year I'm gonna say, oh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. And I guess that's the part of growth. That's the part of this journey. We are meant to make mistakes. We're meant to learn from them. And these are just some of the mistakes that I'm learning from and some of the mistakes that I'm kind of taking through to make sure that I don't make those same mistakes in my journey. I hope you found this video helpful. I would really, really appreciate it if you could press subscribe and like on it if you did. And if you suggest anything for me to talk about in the next few videos, I'll be in the comment section replying to everyone's comments. So thank you so much. If you're looking to start a podcast, I wish you the best of luck. I know it can feel really overwhelming. I know you must feel, you must feel like you have to have everything sorted out before, but trust me, you don't. I really, really hope you loved this video and I will see you soon next week.